Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigarito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catella, joined alongside Rich Van Zant As the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, come back to New Jersey, second week in a row, fall to the New York Giants this time. Last week, Jets, this time Giants. They fall to 3-11. and And uh, I think at this point, everybody's starting to get the feeling like, when does this just end? It's just kind of dragging out now. And, uh, you know, when you're rooting for a draft pick spot, that that just – I don't know how you can do that with any enthusiasm. I really don't. I mean, you know, we've talked about this in the last few weeks. And, you know, I mean, I, I get you want to be on a high draft pick. and But, you know, it's just week to week, it's just really strenuous. I mean, it takes its toll. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's basically where where you're at right now, you know. And when you look at the Dolphins losing 36-20 to 20, um, to a team that is firing their head coach and is in complete disarray, and, you know, I mean, that, that just goes against everything that we've talked about as far as, you know, putting in good effort and, and all that. So, you know, I mean, for everybody that supposedly is rooting for them to lose, this is what you want. How does it feel? It can't feel that good. I mean, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous, you know. I, I mean, um, it's been a long year. And, and it's still, at 3-11, and 11, you know, you guys still got two more to go. And uh, it just plays itself out, um, in my opinion. A lot of news to get to, though. Uh we had, you know, some contract extensions, some injuries, which were report and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, of course, this was Eli Manning's la- uh, last home game, it looks like. And the Giants fans certainly uh, celebrated as such as he got a standing ovation when he left. And um, he was pulled from the game purposely at the end of it to get that ovation and uh, they were chanting uh, Eli Manning's name, uh, you know, throughout the entire day. And, and, you know, if you were there, you heard that from the very beginning, and it, it just went on. So, um, you know, Rich, it's, it's the kind of thing where, you know, you witnessed Eli Manning's last scheme at home probably. It was a sentimental thing as far as that for Giant fans. When you, the dust settles and all that, that's what that event was. But let, let's not forget how bad the Giants' season is going and, and that they're one of the teams that are going to be in the top four picks for sure. And, you know, to come here and get manhandled, uh, at least from the second, second half on, um, you know, it, it doesn't sit very well, no matter what your agenda is, right? Well, forget about agenda. They're just, you know, we got exposed again. We're not that good. I mean, there's, there's, there's situations where – they look better than they are, but this roster's depleted. This roster is is a lot of people hurt. This roster, you know, wasn't that good to start with. The depth is is really starting to show now when you have Lard as your starting running back. I mean, you know, come on. Yeah. Who's, who's his yeah. Uh, you know, it's not exactly you know the next coming of uh, Gino Capaletti here. You know. I mean, right. Right. No. No. You know. You're you're down to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's tough to watch. I mean, that's basically how you want to put it. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's again, what it's, you know, yeah. You know, 
if the Giants laid down yesterday and we won, is that going to help you in the future? I mean, none of these people. Well, actually, in the, actually, in that case, I think it might have because the Giants may have had a, a higher pick and they don't need a quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, when you trade with them, yeah, I, mean, I guess so. You know, but that's oh, my yeah, point, yeah, though, Rich. My get the best quarter. If we're not going to get the best quarterback in the draft, we'll certainly get the second best. I mean, you know, if they draft correctly. No, but I mean, we're, we're and which means which means. Which means squat. Come on. It means squat. That's my point, Rich. It means squat. If I pick the second best quarterback for every year going back for 30 years, it's a crapshoot. It just is. And whether or not, you know, they get the quarterback or not, it's still a crapshoot. And, to, you know, to, again, to say, well, it's better for us not to have beaten the Giants or is it? I mean, it just really, is that the mindset? Is that the mindset that you're at? I mean, if that's the case. You're not going to fix this season at this point. What's the point? No, of, of course not. The point, the point well, the point is just not even about winning. It's, it's, it's about showing some kind of improvement. It's about getting, you know, uh, some semblance of, of uh, what the future under this regime could be. Um, and, you know, I don't, then why even watch? Why even watch then? Like, why, why even pay attention to it? Why do we do a show? What are people listening for? I mean, it's week in and week out. Seeing what pick we're going to land at? Like, that's what it comes down to? You know, you know Pat, it, it's meaningless at this point. It doesn't matter. It, if they lose it's been meaningless game, since week three, game. Rich. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it, this really Rich, it's, doesn't it's matter. been... It's been meaningless since week three. That's not my point. There's so many injuries and everything. What's the difference? These people aren't going to be around. It doesn't. The wins and losses at this point don't mean anything. If you win out, yeah. you, you draft later. Yeah, I got Okay. Okay, but don't you, I mean, you know, still aren't you looking for for something each Sunday? And you, I, there's going to be a lot more of these people around than you think. There's a lot more of these people around than you think. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. You somehow think there's going to be a whole new roster. You're wrong. There's a lot of young people that he's picked right now. There's going to be a lot of these same guys with low salaries next year. Oh, I guarantee it. You're going to see a lot of the same people. Maybe not at the star positions, but you're going to see an awful lot of the same people in depth and all that. There's no doubt about it. The turnover that you're looking for has already happened. It's gonna do there's going to be a – they're they're There's not because right these guys there's are – There's 25 to 30 roster spots that ain't going to be there next year. Guaranteed. No way. No way. Because there's a tremendous amount of these people now that are getting paid peanuts. They're getting paid nothing. They're going to be around. You can guarantee that. They're going to be around. I'm you're you're telling me that there's – I'm not telling you you're all going to get high-priced salaries but they're going to definitely switch it up. They're not going to be around most of these people. I think you're They really are. You're that. telling me that there's going to be 10 people. 10 people you're telling me on this 40 man roster next year. 10 people are going to survive. You're so it's off on that. Man, it's a 51 man roster. It's 51. So you're telling me Okay, so it's 51, that's the... it's, Yeah, I, I guarantee it'll be almost half. If if over half. Going to be a... But there's still going to be a there's still going to be a lot more than you think. This is the makeup of his team. They've gotten rid of so many guys. They got guys playing here that are you know they're they're not getting high salaries. They're filling in. They've already extended contracts on many guys. I mean, you're all for two. Let's not forget our debate last week. We got an answer to our debate last week. You said the you said Devontae Parker would not be resigned and he'd be gone. And without the weekend even going. They've already resigned him, which, you know, I mean, listen, is, is, is one of, that's my main knock on the whole Tannebaum administration. That was my whole main knock. Get rid of everybody that's got any talent on your team for nothing. And at least they did what they should have done with a lot of other players and lock up the guy you can, you know, for a, it's a decent contract. But if he went to free agency, you'd probably have a much harder time keeping him, I think, because he's starting to come into his own. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they'd be lining up around the block to sign Devontae Parker. No, but I bet you he gets, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's not of the same caliber as, you know, 
the Landrys and, and, and the other big-name free agents that they could have locked up and didn't. But, I, you know, you still got to believe that there's not a lot of great free agent wide receivers without coming with a lot of baggage. And so, you know, he, he would have gotten another deal somewhere else. You probably would have lost him or at least, pay, you know, paid more. But, you know, I, I'm glad they at least locked him up because, you know, you show him that he can do some things. But that's the, that's the knock I've had. I mean, you said they wouldn't. You yeah, said he was gone. They, they, they were trying to get rid of him last year. So, no, I didn't think they would. Yeah. How many, how many yeah. So, he last year? He was a healthy scratch last year for like four games. I think, was it not two years ago? Was it not two years ago? No, that was last year. I, I, rem- I remember all those healthy scratches, but I think that that was, was that last year? Because no, I thought last, last year. year they had all the. And they brought him back very late. They brought him back for the last three games. But they, yeah, he was a healthy yeah. scratch going in. And then they had a bunch of injuries and they brought him back. I remember back, all that going on, but I, I, yeah, I remember all that going on. I thought it was a year removed, actually. And then he started to, you know, play sure. better and was starting to fall in. Because, you know, last year I, it was more like Leontay Carew and all those guys weren't playing. But, um, you know, with the Wilson injury and all that, I remembered him pretty much kind of playing most of the, the way out, you know. He had that big game against the Texans, right? So I, I, I don't know. But, you know, either way, uh, you know, you, you have very little talent here. But, you know, I, I think it's a good thing that at least you're starting to take the approach of sign what you may want before, you know, you have to compete with it, you know. I mean, there's not much you can do that with. I get that. Um, but, you know, that's certainly one of the things. Or one of the players, I should say. They got a lot of work to do. I mean, you know, they have to, you know, it's basically on the offset, you know, defense, you know, you got to draft a few, you got to sign a few free agents. But offensively, God almighty, I mean, you need running backs. You need you need offensive linemen. I mean, you know, you need a lot of, a lot of things going on on that offense. That well, I think the effect. second part of that, the second part of that I think is the harder one. I mean, the running backs – you know, it's not a running back league. There's a lot of them out there. There's a, you know, you, you get running backs. The offensive line, obviously, is a lot harder to do. They're going to draft another offensive line. It's going to be interesting to see because, you know, I, I told you, like, they've gotten – We thought we had too many running backs recently. We thought we had too many running backs recently. Now we're down the large. Well, they gave them all away. Yeah, but that's what happens when you, you make trades for no reason, you know. That, that, I'm not as concerned with the running back position, though. Uh, you know, I mean, they're going to have running backs per se, but I, I'm more concerned with the offensive line because, um, you know, you, you know, we've talked about what they've given away, and they've gotten they've gotten back uh, certainly, you know, decent amount back in the trades. But you know, but I want to see what they draft because if, if you wind up tra- drafting another offensive lineman high. You know, I mean, what does that do when you trade tons of the way? You know what I mean? Like, I want to see what they're able to do there because they've gotten rid of Juwani James, Tunzel, Pouncey in the last few years, right? Their offensive line now is below mediocre probably, right? So you need, you need to really do some stuff on that line. How are you going to do it? You doing it in free agency or are you doing it through the draft? And if you're doing it through the draft, how many of those picks that you traded away that you're so glad that you got compensated for are you going to use on offensive linemen, and how high up? Yeah, I know. I know. Absolutely. I mean, if they keep drafting like that, you're not going to go anywhere. You yeah, know, but you, you still got to get guys later. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, so you're saying linemen? You, 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 you think they're going to? You know, you have to, you have to get linemen. You're saying uh, in, in, in the third round down that are going to come in and start next year for you, you and you make an hope, impact. You, you hope that they could. Pick up a few in free agency, you know, that aren't going to break the bank. You know, I'm not saying you go after well, any Munoz type players, but go after confident free agents, you know, not the 30 year old yes. clowns that they usually do. You well, know? Like, well Kilgore has you know? played all year. Kilgore has played all year, Rich. So, you know, that, that you know, so something like that, um, <laughs> I mean, is the kind of guys that you get, right? Jesse Davis as well, right? I mean, aren't those yeah. two guys still, uh, I mean, that, I mean, that's the, you're not going to get a, you're not getting a second year starting offensive lineman. I mean, you're going to get guys seven years in, 
you know, which is fine. I mean, you can't really control injuries. I know you were very critical of those moves, and last year they didn't pay off. You know, thirties when they got him, they were well, on still are. Well, he's still they still are though. Is my point, and they're playing right. They didn't play last year. I I understand that, and I'm but I'm saying like they're playing now, right? So you know, I mean, that's what you're gonna get. He's okay. He's okay. I mean, he's not. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Gil Kilgore's not as good as I thought he would be. Now, now the team around him is pretty, pretty bad too, and that obviously will have an effect. But needless to say, I mean, he's playing center. He's starting center. He was a, you know, uh, I think an eight-year veteran when you got him, and then he wound up getting hurt. But that's the kind of free agents that you get, right? I mean, you could say the same thing with like a guy like Pouncey, who's probably got. Uh, seven years under his belt, right? And it's probably done now career-wise. I mean, that's the kind of, you know, an offensive lineman takes a little while to get into your own. If you want young offensive linemen, that's Juwani James. That's, you know, Laramie Tunzel. I mean, but those guys come, you know, along with trading draft picks. So, you know, it's great to see, you know, that they're able to make some moves and get compensation, but – you know, I, you got to replace those guys that you got rid of, you know, and and, uh, and not not replace them with the same amount of picks, you know, that you, you used. So, I, you're right. They have a lot of work ahead of them. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of work ahead of them. And as far as the quarterbacking thing that, you know, uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. Um it seems like it's an ever-changing thing. Uh, I don't know. I know you love Burroughs now. You never mentioned Burroughs' name not one time until week four this year. Now, all of a sudden, he's the next coming. I get that he wins the high spin by a landslide. But, you know, there's no guarantees there either. So, you know, we'll see. I hope they do get a quarterback. But, you know, that's a crapshoot. It really is. I didn't say it was a sure thing, but... I like to have a chance at one of these guys once in a while, you know. Well, you've had a chance at guys, though. What? What's that? Well, you've had you you've had chances. You had the first pick. You had the second pick. I mean, you've been up there, you know. But it, it, most of the guys dominating the league weren't in the top three, Rich. Yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, but I I understand you want the first pick of the draft. You've went through a lot of stuff. I get that, but you know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like a year. Yeah, yeah, I, you're right. You're right. To sit through this year and what they've done, you want to get rewarded, you know, pretty highly. And, uh, you know, and, and, and you're goes probably to going. We missed up by, if, we, if this guy goes to the Bengals and becomes a star, we missed up by one pick. It's going to be nauseating. Yeah, I you think know? that that's a, that's a, yes, but I think that that's a lot of ifs. Uh, I think it's a lot of ifs. But, you know, yeah, I, I. But the, the the kid the kid looks like a pro quarterback, Pat. You know, yeah. He's got a gun. He's smart. I mean, you know, he really looks like the real thing. I mean, you know, look, I'm not a big college guy, neither are you. But you know, you can tell kind of when they're in a system and when they're just a player. I mean, you know, LSU revamped their system. They didn't play this kind of offense. They they changed their whole playbook for this guy. You know, it, it's it's a little bit different here. You know. This is one of those quarterbacks yeah. you don't get in the draft every year. You know, it's not it's not like, you know, it's it's not a, uh, you know, Heath Schuler year, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I hear you. You know, where they're manufacturing right. something that's not. I hear you. All right, right back after this. Hi, this is former Miami Dolphin Jim Crash Jensen, and you're listening to the Pat Catella Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. 
Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Welcome back, Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pat and Rich recapping the uh, Miami Dolphins lost New York Giants 36-20. And uh, it seemed like it all stemmed from uh, a safety that they never recovered from. And as Rich, uh, as uh, you uh, eloquently put it, uh, a nine-point safety, which I guess is the key, right? I mean, it's very hard to recover momentum-wise from a safety, but when it's a nine-point safety, uh, that's really uh, close to a dagger. And you know what? A, what an ignorant play that was. To, to, you know, to get the safety. You really think Lawrence getting out of the end zone on that play? It, yeah, it's moronic. They really could have run, run the, the ball either line, way. And they like they basically hand the ball off to him like deep in the backfield. Where would he go? Five steps to the side, and then he got crushed. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they had a hard time running the ball all day. Um, it was almost non-existent well, that's inside. Not the play. That's and not then, the play for being you know. in the end zone, you know? I mean, throw the ball there. No, it's some not. Breathing room. It's not. They've had a lot of problems in the, in the end zone. Uh, you know, that's their second safety this year, I think, or I don't know what that – what was that fumble, uh, you know, with, with Fitzpatrick that time. I think it was a safety. And, you know, it, 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 it's the kind of thing where, yes, they've had issues with it, and, uh, you know, you, you would say that uh, that's an area that, uh, that they're going to have to work on a lot more. It does stem from the offensive line. Um, you know, I think the New York Jets' defensive line is a lot better than maybe you give credit for and because they dominated that whole day. But Patrick had more time to pass yesterday than he did the week before. Um, the week before, he was smothered. But they couldn't run the ball worth a lick. Um, you know, not yeah. not unconventional running, at least. You know, they, they were able to go misdirection and mix it up and get a couple big plays. But when they had to like just set up and run, and they weren't able to do that at all. I mean, it was the kind of thing where um, well, we, they we were went just, for it on you know, fourth and one. It didn't come close. Nothing at all. Yeah, nothing at all. Which again yeah. falls right into that same thing. You you weren't able to do that at any time during the day. So why would you be able to do it in the micro microcosm? play that's fourth and one that everybody's keying off on, you know? And why not a quarterback sneak? Yeah, I mean, I, I know that a lot of people are calling that. One thing to remember is the last few times Fitzpatrick did do that, it was disastrous. I mean, he, he didn't get an inch, and then he wound up fumbling on that, uh, a couple weeks ago by his own end zone, and then there was another time where he got a loss on it. So, you know, he can scramble fantastic, but – you know, maybe he's not so great at that, but it's certainly a safer play, you know, um, to do something like that. Uh, I, you know, a play-action pass and a, 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 a quick, you know, out or something probably would have been a better way to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, it certainly was the turning point, though. There's no arguing that. No, there's no question. They're, they're, they definitely did not recover from that safety. And, you know, and then the other one where, where Fitzpatrick fumbled when he was scrambling, I mean – yeah, uh, we we watched it numerous times. It, you know, I got to be honest with you. I don't know who's in this replay official booth in New York, 
but they're idiots. I they don't know what they're looking I, at. I, I mean, I've I saw three things it. yesterday that I'm looking, and I've probably got a better TV than they do, and, you know, and it's huge. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, this is a no-brainer, and they go the other way. I mean, I know what I'm looking I, at. I, I got 2020 video. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, I mean there's certain times this year where they've done that. Hands. Yeah, I mean, but Fitzpatrick's yeah. knee was down, and he still had the ball in his hands. Yeah, there's certainly been times when I've seen things and then they come back and keep the call on the field, and you're just baffled because, like, what are, what am I watching here? Like, I, I really – the officiating this year, I'm not, a, I'm not an official basher. Like, some people are really bad, you know, but they, really there's issues, you know. And They're having a bad year, but I'm telling you, you know, you know what I heard? The official – the replay guys are like – Again, they're like ex-officials now. They didn't go outside the box and hire people to watch this. They hired, like, older officials? Really? This is what we're going with? Well, who'd you want them to hire? Like, what, you you want people that are non-officials to do it? I don't want – if you're an ex-official, that means you're too old. No, I don't want ex-officials. Will you ever see a young well, official retire? No. Well, wait, but I want wait, somebody, I want somebody who knows the game. You can hire somebody who knows the rules, somebody who's got, you know, who's got better vision than these guys, who knows how to use equipment. Well, I don't know. No, I don't really. Want a, I don't want an eighty-year-old guy in there. No. Yeah, I don't know, Rich. The only, first of all, I don't know that they're eighty. But second of all, you know, the only knock that you could have is their vision on that, because quite honestly, you know, as far as knowing the rules and all that, those guys don't know it better they, than anybody. But, but to me, though, if they're an ex-official, are they afraid to overturn the, the calls from well, these guys? You know, are they favoritism to what was called? Why is the official even on to that? Well, why is the official even on the microphone? He should, I don't know if he should even be on the microphone talking to New York. I think New York should be a yeah. total different entity, and they give their decision to somebody who tells the official. I don't think the official should ever be talking to them. Yeah, well, that might be the case. But I, I don't see how – first of all, you don't, you're not really calling anybody out that anybody knows. I mean, there's a little bit of that. But, um, you know, as far as them knowing the rules and, and, and watching it, you know, and as far as them wanting to have somebody using the equipment, I'm sure they know how to do it. I mean, a retired guy, because it is much more physical than you think being on the field and officiating a game, you know, it, it, it's definitely, you know, you have to be in shape. I mean, it, it, it's definitely much more of that. So when somebody retires, it could certainly be from that. I mean, I'm not saying they're Mike Pereira's and, and Gene, you know, uh, Sensitors and all these guys that are, uh, you know, listen, they, they seem to be always wrong. And it's kind of ridiculous. Like they, these guys are, they come in there and then and they, they're supposed to be the experts, and all they do is hedge and wait for them, to, you know, the result, and then they go with well, that. Well, I'm telling you, the, I mean, that's the replay they... play officials are wrong just as much as the referees this year. Yeah, I agree with that. But I don't know whether it's, you know, I don't know whether it's the age factor is my point. You know, I mean, that's what I, I, don't, think it's I don't know whether it's that. But, I don't think but what it's are helping. you going to get? You're going to get – you can't get non-officials in there. I mean, you can't. You just can't. You can't. Why, why do you train, train somebody to do the new? Job? Well, train because I think that you, because I think you have to have some kind of on the field experience to do that. What, to or see at the very of, least, to see if the toes out of the sidelines, to see if he's got both hands in control on the ball. You really need to, to well, be a referee. I'm not, I was never a referee. I could do it. I could do that job tomorrow. With no problem at all, and I'd be a better, I'd be a better official than whoever they have in New York, hundred percent. Well, well I, I think that you know you're certainly minimizing it when you talk about. And I wouldn't need twenty minutes, that, and I wouldn't need twenty minutes to make up my mind either. That's the other thing. Why does it take so long? I mean, you, you look that's at it not twice. Really there what it is. They're reviewing though. I mean, there, I mean, yeah, there's some not... of them that are hard to disseminate. You may not have a photo of some of it because of a pile up, yeah. and then those you can't say anything, you can't overturn it. But they don't need 20 minutes to do this sometimes. It's getting ridiculous. What are you looking at? Yeah, but the foot out of bounds and stuff, that's not really what they're looking at. That's not really where the problems lie. I mean, you're minimizing that. You know, you're looking at a lot a lot of different cases, you know, of, of where the rule comes into effect. And one of the things has to do with changing so many rules and making everything so complicated. I mean, uh, you know, we, last week's show was basically what? Me and you arguing about 
uh, pass interference calls and how they review know, them that, and how inconsistent it was. That's horrible. I know. Did you see? Uh, did you see so, the end of the? Did you see the end of the Atlanta game? The Atlanta uh, San Francisco game. Right. Yeah. 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 Dude, what'd I you mean, think of the tight end when when they overturned that touchdown? I mean, he had yeah, his hand I mean, under the ball. I don't know why that wasn't a catch when it got reviewed. They called it a touchdown, and then they then they changed their mind. I I don't know. Did you think that was a touchdown? I thought it was. From the obvious standpoint, it looked like it was. And then, you know, uh, and they go in there, and then they're, you know, microscoping everything about catches now, and then they come out, and then they say that's not – yeah, I agree. I was very surprised because by that. Because they don't you know? the wall that the ball can – if you have control of the ball and your hand's underneath it, some of the ball can hit the ground and still catch, right? That, isn't that the rule? Yeah, as long as you have control of the ball and the, and the ground is basically – not making you keep control of it. It's supposed to right. be good. I don't think that's how it happened. I think he brought it back up and to his legs and yeah. then got in control when he was on his back. I mean, to me, that was a touchdown. And especially it was yeah. reversed, which I don't get, you know? Right, which is much more surprising, right? Like, it wasn't even called that way on the field. It was reversed, yeah. you know? And it so, reversed. yeah. yeah. I, no, I know. It's very surprising. I mean, I think that this is an issue. But, you know, it's a problem that they've created because, you know, ever since they started with this catch thing, I mean, honestly, there wasn't that many issues with that, that they've created no. this now, that you have to finish the catch. I mean, there was a lot of times. If you think back to when we were young and watching football all the way up through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, there was misplay. There was definitely missed calls on catches, but they were not whether or not they carried through with the catch, you know? Was he out of bounds? I've never heard that before. You know, I just don't understand. I never understood the bobble thing. I mean, who cares what the bobble is? If you don't drop it, it's the catch. Who cares if the ball's moving a little bit? If you, you don't relinquish yeah. it and it doesn't hit the ground, it's a catch. I don't understand why if the ball's moving a little bit, you don't have total control. If you don't drop it, it's a catch. I don't understand that. Well, I think that's saying that it, that that comes down to more whether or not you're in bounds, right? So it's coming, did you have control of it before you went out of bounds or was it still bobbling and then you stepped out of bounds and then you got control? I think that's where the bobble thing comes in. Yeah. But the like point that, that I'm ball. making is, yeah, well, yeah, but if I exaggerate it, and say I throw it to you, and you it bounces off your chest, and it goes kind of like in the air, and you step out of bounds, that's and it lands back that's in your chest. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm not talking about no control. I mean, when it's moving a little bit in the guy's hands. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know? Who depends cares? what you're talking about with moving around. Yeah, I mean, it depends what you're talking about moving a little bit. I agree. I think well, they, they, they think where they got both extreme. hands on it, and the ball's like moving a little bit, and they think that's not a catch. Yeah. I mean, that's just uh, insane. I'll, yeah, and I'm with you there. I think they exaggerated too much, and I think it comes all down to this finishing the catch and all this nonsense, and that's one of my yep. points is that, you know, when we were growing up, that was never an issue. There was missed calls, no. but it was always like, was he out of bounds? Did he not have control? Now it's like they've opened up this thing themselves, and they, they don't know how to fix it because they've created a rule that is so hard to determine. You know, and so I think that's a major problem that they got on their hands now. Yeah, but it's horrible. Yeah, I, I don't like it at all. And, they, they and really I don't know how you uh, – Every time they change something, it seems it's always for the worse. Yeah, there's not a lot of changes that people are like, well, you know, they changed it and now everything's great. Even this nonsensical pass interference thing. I mean, I, 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 I get it. that you want emergency – Blanket. I get that. You want an emergency blanket that they can use so they never have the uh, egregious New Orleans Saints debacle in the playoffs. I get that. You don't want that to happen. You want to have some kind of a safety net that you can go back to. But when you open up this Pandora's box, it's just it's it's really not a nightmare. And and now that you've used it on certain times, but you don't use it on 80% of the times, it makes it even that much more confusing. 
It's far from consistent. It's ironic, like I said last week, that it's the Dolphins who now are the the, the poster child for when they used it against them. Well, like, <laughs> the best is, you like, know, but instead, if that was a Hail Mary, right, and our guy, like, mugged them, they wouldn't have thrown a flag. <laughs> you know? So they're yeah. not even consistent in that respect. You know, maybe it should have been like you have one main official that can use it if it has to be used in an, an emergency situation, or maybe giving one, each team one time that they can use that. I don't know. I don't know how you fix the problem, you know, um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it seems like, I mean, it, it, it's really happened. I, I guess it's happened more than one time, but really it's just one time that everybody's going to go back to, you know. I mean, there's other times, but – the other times that I can think of, like there's that famous Ronnie Lott holding call. I think it's an 87 against the Redskins. Or maybe, yeah, I think it's 87. And, and, uh, and um, you know, they called him for holding, and then the Redskins wound up winning that game. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you can go back to that, but I don't know if that would have fixed that problem, you know. So sometimes these calls are, you know, they're not fixable. Yeah, granted, you probably could have used this and, and corrected the New Orleans Saints one, but, but at what, you know, at what damage do you do that? You know, what's the cost to that? That you the whole, the whole league is in an uproar right now over it. You know what I mean? Yep. No, I got you. I got they you. They got you issues. Know, look, as long as there's, you know, as long as there's human beings, you know, as officials. There's still going to be human beings looking over it, so I guess, guess you got to deal with this, you know, the way it is. You know, I guess you got to deal with, with double mistakes now. You know, yes. That you're never going to make it perfect that, because there's humans involved. I don't mind it as much. Like I don't mind the human factor as much. There's going to be a blown call here and there. Okay, it's the same way. I don't want, I don't want automatic strike zones in baseball. I, no, I don't, don't want, want that. The human factor, I think, contributes to the game. It can be awful. There's times when people are going to make just horrendous mistakes. I get that. But, you know, I think you got to weigh both costs on it. And that human factor, I think, is something that I like. And, you know, if you can maybe fine-tune it a bit, have a couple safety nets. But here's what I don't understand, Rich. I guess to, to clarify my point in a nutshell if that's your problem and you want to clarify the mistakes and put a safety net there, then why do you change all the rules and make them so much more complicated? Yep. Yeah, no, I got you. All right. All right. Well, that's, that's what I got on that. Take a quick break and uh, look ahead to the next. <laughs> you don't know what to say when I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Nick Bonacani, former linebacker with the Miami Dolphins, and you're listening to the Pacatello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Yeah. 
Okay, welcome back, Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pat and Rich as we come to the final stretch here. And uh, just to remind you, was, uh, right before we went on the air, Rich, I don't know if you heard, but uh report came in, Josh Gordon, uh, substance abuse again, suspended indefinitely. So you would think that this is probably it. This will probably be a lifetime thing. And uh, I want to know your reaction to that, although I probably know. But I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I can't believe it. But yeah, I get the sarcasm of it, but here's the thing, Rich. So many people now defending the Patriots, like they knew what they were doing, getting rid of. I, I don't know if I'm buying that, because that's the far. No, they, 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 they thought they went from Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. Right. That's why they did it. You know, they they didn't think they weren't doing it because they were afraid he was going to get caught again. They did it because they thought they could upgrade. That's all. You know? I, I agree with you, hundred percent. But was it was it Antonio Brown or was it Sanu? The Gordon move. I think it was Sanu. Oh, you're right. It was it was Sanu, right? Yeah, it was Antonio. Yeah, they but still, but that's but, but you're right though. No, yeah, but you're 100 yeah. percent right. You got the wrong guy, but it's 100 percent right as far as the philosophy, because that's the reason yep. they made it, because they thought that Sanu, exactly. you know, w- w- they would be able to upgrade there, and, or at the very least, be able to maybe re-sign him or or have you know less problems, you know, keeping him, you know, in the future. Um, but what I would say from it, you know, is. It, Listen, obviously, there's some main issues there. He goes to a you know a a, a, a good team, a really good team. I mean, and, and, and would have had you know probably. It, it's just it's just amazing Carson. these guys. It's like you know this guy's had more chances than Steve Howe. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just you know enough. Yeah, I, enough. See, I think there's a couple ways of looking at it though. When you see something like this with Josh Gordon. I would think this falls into the the line of like this this guy's issues and his addictions and stuff like that. Uh, I think it, it it cuts to another level from the guy who just does nonsensical things. It's, Josh Gordon has a major problem. I mean, Josh Gordon at this point in time now, you know, now you're talking about life. You know what I mean? It's almost past that point where you know this 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 guy's really you know your your hope is going to be able to to find some kind of help or solace that's going to get him through his life because, I mean, obviously, you know, all the football things and everything, you know, was far from enough. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that when you look at these wide receivers, we were just talking about the wide receiving point. Is there any position that doesn't come with more of a, uh, you know, I, I, I guess a, a caution flag to the wide receivers in one way or another? Well, yeah, baggage. But sometimes when there's not even baggage, it just comes with like the the natural um, persona that these wide receivers come in with. Uh, you know, they're they're divas, if you will. I mean, it, it, that's why when, you know when you get Devontae. You know, I, I, guys like you know I, have a, I have a theory. I I I figured this out a couple weeks ago. And I didn't really talk about it. I really think yeah, that they would have never acted like this in the '70s and the '80s when they got hit. Because I think they they would have got lit up like 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 a Christmas tree. I think that the fact that they can't get touched anymore is where you where you saw this diva emerge, right? I mean, don't you think like if they acted like how they act now, what 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 would have happened to them when they went across the middle? I was thinking about it. Uh, yeah, I think you have you have a point. I think you do have a point. I don't necessarily think that it started at the same time, though. So there's a little hole there in the sense that nowadays these wide receivers with the new rule changes, but you started seeing that even before that, well, who right? Was the first, who, was the first one? who was the first one? Who was the first one? Well, here's like, the thing. You said, you said it was Terrell Owens, and then I had said uh, I, I thought maybe Andre Risen had actually started that. But, you know, I started yeah, thinking about it. It kind of started and, there with that punky attitude but, and then – you know, the here's, here's, where it started. Here's, here's where it started, though. I, I thought about it because we had this conversation last night, right? And, and you said, I think Terrell Owens started it. I said, well, I think it might have been like Andre Risen. But I started thinking about it, right? And, and, and let me explain this, but this is where it started. It started, I think, with Deion Sanders. And... This is what I mean by that. I understand he wasn't, per se, a wide receiver. But he had that persona as a corner where he was able to market himself and make himself uh, a brand almost, right? 
and and and, yeah. and he was able to score. He was able to score touchdowns in another way. And yeah, I know he played a little wide receiver and stuff like that. But he was able to do that and market himself to another level, where I think that the wide receivers caught on to that. And the reason why is because if you look at Deion Sanders' game. It was, it was an offensive game. Even though it played corner, how many corners could return punts for touchdowns and, and interceptions, right? It's not really a score position. And so the wide receivers caught on to that, and I think that they tried to pick up on branding themselves and with their attitudes and stuff and took it to another level where you, you, you hear Dion talk about that, and he'll, like, be critical of certain guys like, you know, you know, no, you can't do that. Like, you know, that's not how it works. You're, you're taking it to another level. Of, like, he's, you know, I've seen, I've seen him explain that to different receivers and stuff. And uh, But I think that's where it started. I think that's where the attitude started. And don't forget, who was Deion Sanders' best friend and teammate? And then they had to Andre pull Rice. out. Exactly. Andre Rice. I think that's where it started, Rich. I think that's yeah, where you it started. Yeah, you got a point. That, that could be ground zero. There's no question. You know, and then yeah, and then and then like you said, I guess T.O. and then uh, you know Ocho Cinco kind of took it and ran. Uh, you know, don't forget Joe well, Horn. You with know the, where it started the the first the down celebrations, pointing when you got a first down. That was Jeremy Shockey. Yeah, yeah, that was Shockey, right? And, and yeah. it's funny nobody will even address that or think of him at all. But you're right. That's the first guy I remember yeah. doing that. Yeah, I, I, I hated it. I hated it then. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, what a bust he was, too. And people forget when he came out, the attitude that he had when he came oh, to the Giants. Goodness. And I think it was Jim oh. Fossil, I think, was the coach, right? And they, he yep. clashed uh-huh. with him immediately. And then they went to the yep. Super Bowl. And then and then he was still around with uh, Coughlin, but he was hurt, right? He was in the box when they beat the Patriots, I think. He's in the. He's upstairs in the booth. So he's on was that, that team. That, and wasn't you know what? that wasn't the 2001 when he was hurt. When they well, lost to the Ravens, he, 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 when he was hurt. He, he he may have been hurt in that. I think he played yeah, I in that. I thought he was on watches that game. He may have. He may know. have not played in any of them. But he was definitely. Yeah. He was definitely uh, on that that. Coughlin team, and I'm going to throw another one at you. I think he was on that Saints team too. He won a Super Bowl with the Saints. Yeah. He, he won it with the Giants team. and the Saints. But he was yeah. hurt for that too, Rich. I don't think he played in that game. He didn't play in that either? I don't think so. Wow. I think I remember him being up in the booth again for that. He's got a, he's got a ring with the Giants and with the Saints, but I don't think he played in either one. I could be wow. wrong, but anyhow, the reason the reason, you know we're on a shocky uh, rant, but 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 you're right. Like he came in with such a receiver kind of mentality, and you know, and that's you know where that nonsensical celebration started, and you know it's carried on so much. You know that that bothers me more than anything. I I can deal with the touchdown celebration to a degree, but here's my point: it should have to be a touchdown. And if it's not, then it should absolutely be penalized. And I see these guys now. It's a big play. The guys tackled at the five. And then they all run in the end zone and do a thing. What is that? You didn't even score. I mean, that, that well, should it's, absolutely be. It's ridiculous. Well, how about the worst one of all time? Three years ago, Antonio Brown catches a, a touchdown at the end of the game. Pittsburgh loses. By 10, 15 points or whatever it was, and he's doing a dance in the end zone. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, we've since seen that many times. We've seen that even this year, teams losing 45 to 10 and guys doing celebrations after they make a score. I mean, it's just, you know. It, 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 yeah, because it's become 45 to 10 is doing it. That's as bad as it is. But as time expires and you have just lost the game and you're doing, a, you're doing an end zone dance, and yeah. it was a whole thing. And that was on opening day. It was a huge game, too. I mean, you're that self-centered? I mean, really? I mean, that's insane. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And a lot of it comes down to because they're so rewarded by it. 
And any and PG you know time that that's why, he's out of the league. that's why he's out of the league now because of an attitude like that. That's, you know, I don't think there's any other way to put it. That's why he's never going to be in the NFL again. Yeah, well, it seems like he, he yeah, keeps digging himself deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. all through the weeks and stuff like that. You know, he keeps yep. digging a bigger hole for himself. I mean, it's a, you know, he apologizes, then the next day, you know, and it doesn't work, and so he comes out on another tirade, and then he apologizes. You know, it's like he just can't can't find the way, you know, to just leave it alone. Yeah. And he was in the so, news a couple of days ago, too. Uh, you know, I yeah. think he, he apologized again. He wanted in. And then yesterday or two days ago, he came out in a whole tirade and bashing, uh, you know, the league. I mean, it's just. I'm done with the league, and he was, an actually was cursing out the he was cursing out the XFL too. <laughs> the XFL now he burned the bridges there too. McMahon must yeah. be going. What did I do? <laughs> you you'd be hard yeah you would be hard fetched to find a guy who was on a path to Canton, Ohio, that ruined his career more than he did in the amount of time with with doing stuff that I wouldn't even say it was like monumentally disastrous. Like, I, it's ridiculous. Like, he literally yeah. ruined what was on path to a Hall of Fame career. What nonsense. The only one, I mean, the only one I could really think of when it comes to my mind is what Ricky Williamson told himself. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I guess that that's close. That goes, you know, along with it to a degree. Um, that's true. But uh, it just seems like Antonio Brown, um, I can't even violate any rules. No, he wasn't really. suspended. That, no, I mean, that's my point to yeah. it. Like he, right? Like he didn't even violate and any I guess, rules. And guess really. what? You know, the last thing, the last thing with the, why the Patriots dumped him, right? Was it wasn't it because of the, uh, right? It was the uh, the sexual assault allegations. That's why they shut it down. That was the way that they were able to get out of it. But I think that that was all prior to him even being there. So that's where they have their issues still to this day, is that there was nothing done new since he signed. That was all old stuff that kind of resurfaced, but then he tweeted right. back to the girl or something, right? And then they used that. Right. Kind but, of um, yeah, he kind of threatened her or whatever, yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm not minimizing what he did. He made but, all that money from the Patriots. There's a good chance he gets it yeah, all. Yeah, there's a good chance he did, and I told you, I would love to have yeah. just a seat in that room when Bob Kraft has to write the check. <laughs> I just love to see that. But, uh, you know, I, Rich, listen, I mean, this guy was, you know, he, he was on the verge of a Hall of Fame career. And you can't pick, like, one major, major thing that he just derailed his entire career with stupidity. Didn't he hold yeah, out? Stupidity. Oh, yeah. To the Raiders? No question. No question. I mean, he's fighting but, you know, with he, the Ra- Raiders. You know, yeah, fighting with the Raiders, he got himself released from there, ends up in a better situation, and, and, and you know, plays one game and then gets banned again, you know? It, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it really is. You know, whoever's advising him, and I guess the answer to that is nobody. Uh, you know, no, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I think a guy like that, I don't think he could talk to him. I think it's, he plays by his own way, and that's, you know what I mean? He's not going to listen to anybody. Obviously, he probably wasn't yeah. told no twice in his whole life that he ever listened to it, you know? Let me ask you this. As we're talking about receivers and, like, the prima donna attitudes and the trouble and all that, where does Michael Irving fit into that? Because I always got a different feel, like, uh, but, you know, obviously Michael Irving got himself into a lot of trouble off the field. But yet, you know, he was able to contribute, you know, he's a Hall of Famer and he was able to contribute at the highest level when champion. Where does that where does that line fall with somebody like that? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. He wasn't he didn't act the same way. I mean, he had his moments where he was a pain, but he was like a shadow of what Terrell Owens was. Don't you agree? Because it was never on the field. Yeah, he never acted that way in the field. And what, what did he get in trouble with on the field? Drugs, and, drugs, drunk driving, yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, drugs, prostitutes, that kind of thing. Did he ever get suspended? Yeah, Yeah, I think he did. I think he did get suspended a few times. But but I think it was after the championship years. I think it was after the championship years. At least least after 
I think it was after Jimmy's tenure for sure. And then, uh, right. Um, like here's here's the way I look at it. It, it. Like if you take these like receivers, right? Um, okay, so you have Michael Irvin and his issues, which were off the field. Terrell Owens seemed like he brought all his issues on the field. Most of his stuff was on the field related, right? Fighting with teammates, right? right? McNabb, and then going to the star and writing things after touchdowns with the Sharpie. All the stuff yep. that seemed like it was more on the field nonsense, where Michael Irvin kept it, you know. Uh, off of there, and, uh, and then I think when you look at like the guys like like Randy Moss, for instance, right? Randy Moss, to me, seemed like his problems were more on the field as well. Like Randy Moss, really never got himself into a big problem off the field. Like there were uh, some incidents I remember with the with the parking attendant in Minnesota, but really, if you think about it, all he the tried to run her over. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I mean, he, supposedly she said that, yeah, I, that was probably his worst incident off the field. But most of Randy Moss's yeah. problems stem from on the field, right? He just was so yeah. good that, you know, he, yeah, he, he was, was overcoming. He was a pain in the neck. There's no question about it. He was so good. But that was pain. more on the field. Yeah, that was on the field. That was on the field. Josh Gordon off well, the field. He got kicked out. Remember, Randy Moss did get kicked out of. Notre Dame, Florida State, and that's why he ended up a Marshall. So, you know, he, he, you know, he, he, right. In the NFL, he went to a million teams for a reason, too, though. You know? For a reason. For a reason. And he was yeah, able right. to overcome it by just being, I mean, let's face that it. Good. When Randy Moss lined up and Randy Moss wanted to play, Randy Moss is the greatest receiver that's ever played the game when he wanted to play. Yep. Nobody could come close yeah. to that talent. But when he didn't want to play, me and you witnessed it. Me and you witnessed the man walking off the field with three minutes on the clock. We witnessed him looking in the huddle, pissed off that it wasn't his call, and just sitting there looking in the stands as the play was snapped. So, you know, uh, that's the kind of thing where, you know, you're talking such a high level. um, He pulled a Scottie Pippen, basically, in the game we saw. What was that, the Wildcat game? Yeah, it certainly was. It was. So we watched yeah. that happen. You know, he basically pulled the Scottie Pippen. And you know what the ironic part of that is? The ironic part of that is when people talk about Scottie Pippen, what would you have done? They asked Jordan if Scottie Pippen did that nonsense with you. And what was his response? Scottie Pippen wouldn't have did that nonsense with me. He wouldn't have done it. Well, you know what the there, funny exactly. part is? And the funny yeah. part is, who, was, who else was missing in the Randy Moss uh, Wildcat game? Tom Brady. Brady, Brady was out for the yeah. year, right? That yes, one that happened to be was there, you know? So, uh, no. yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess, just, you know, wide receivers, but to get back to your point before we head out, um, you're right. That seems to be the position that carries the most foul. And and I think there is some of it, you know, with, uh, 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 you know, the hits and stuff. It was such a more physical game. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'd want to play wide receiver in the 1970s and 80s, right? No. No, I, you know, no way. Yeah, definitely tough. All right, well, that's our show for this evening, and uh, we'll be back next week see what the Dolphins can do as they uh, have Cincinnati coming up. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next week on the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Thank you.